Welcome back, everybody, to a Beholder's Eye side-eye adventure. Um, we are spending time with our intrepid Stargate SG-13 team in this, uh, and I, Mac, am your guest GM for the day. Um, who would like to give us a recap of what happened last time? Well, we got our mission from General Hammond. We gotta go to this planet. It's all gassy, probably deadly. <laughs> we talked to some nerds, got our equipment, stepped through, and the British guy, he was so scared. He's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? It's water. I better drink some tea and have some biscuits. I do need a tea break. Plan it. And started making our recon and saw some buildings. So there used to be people at the very least. Yeah, that, that's pretty darn good. Uh, so, yeah, your SG team has currently come across some ruins of some form or another. Visibility is down to about, uh, you know, maybe 15, 20 meters or so. And uh, you have been informed that it's bad if you breathe it in. Um, but uh, but you're just barely coming up on these buildings, uh, on the path that you're following from what you're calling north from the Stargate. Uh, so looks like there's probably been people here. I agree. That's a pretty good assumption. The, Mac, does the fog envelop the buildings as well, or is it stopped before them at all? Uh, it does indeed envelop the buildings, at least as near as you can tell. Your sample sizes are admittedly rather small at the moment, but with every step you take, every move you make, you are uh, you're getting closer and closer to a well-rounded portrait of this planet, P3X423. Do we also feel like we're being watched every step mm, you take, a every move you make? Can, can all of us do that? Absolutely. Everybody, feel free to roll perception. Um, you're at a minus one. Your loss of, uh, you know, your loss of peripheral vision and the uh, and the suit, the environmental suits that you're wearing aren't doing you that much good. All right, Ooh. then I failed by one. Failed by one. I, I don't wish to know if somebody's watching me. Okay. Ignorance is bliss. The perception of fifty, I succeed by one. Excellent. Okay. So I rolled the same as my perception. So all right. So with the detriment from the uh, from the suit, uh, your that would be a failure just by one. Um, well, also I have the acute vision. Oh, which would be oh, a all right. one, correct? So uh, we're balancing out. Yeah. Uh, so that's a success on the bus. Okay. Um and yeah, um, Lieutenant Flynn, Lieutenant Charles, uh, you guys uh, respectively at the front and the back of the group. Um, you two are keeping a pretty weather eye out, and you're reasonably confident that you are not being observed. It seems safe. I don't think there's anyone there. I agree. Front seems clear. Are we able to gauge from just like the kind of look of the settlement what their kind of technological development was at the point when they... That would be a question for... Uh, that would be a question usually for the anthropologists. Um, yeah, I want to see if they got pipes or uh, grease or mechanical <laughs> things of some sort. All right. Uh, uh, if you want to approach the buildings, you can veer off the path that you're currently on and go to one of these nearby buildings uh, and make a more detailed investigation. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and wander off. Um, that sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I will uh, stick with him. Okay. Yeah, I think 
It's a good call. Together All right. better. The group moves together in this low visibility situation. You feel it prudent to be a group uh, moving towards the buildings. Um, there are some areas where there's low hanging walls. Uh, some of the structures look to be intact. You guys are getting better looks as you're getting closer and closer. Um, the workmanship seems interesting. Um, what skill, Sam, do you suppose is the guiding light in his investigation efforts? So if I'm if I'm being honest, I don't think the investigation is to determine as much. It's to determine how what I can use in the area around mm. me. So, so that sounds would, like scrounging. I was gonna say scrounging. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm looking to see what kind of what kind of shit I can rip off these buildings if I need to. Sweet. Uh, so under the guise of seeking technology level, you're welcome to roll against scrounging. Would I be able to assist or do the same? So I've got scrounging, so I have the same sort of training. Uh, you are welcome to. Unlike in uh, unlike in D and D, we don't give uh, we don't give advantage when someone assists. Uh, but you both can make your own uh, your own rolls. Uh, Success by eight. Eight. Whoo! That's fire. Success by nine. Wow! What is wrong with you, madman? Um, so <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> as an FYI, a roll of three ones on six-sided dice is a critical success, and any success by ten beyond your effective skill level is also a crit as well. So, as your skill, as a character, as your skill improves in something, the odds of you having a crit fail are always the same: half a percent, three sixes. Uh, the odds of you being able to crit succeed on stuff increase as your skill improves um one nice thing about the system uh but uh you guys uh make some rousing successes there uh what are you hoping to find <laughs> like if you've got a wish list i mean i'm willing to with those kinds of successes i'm willing to entertain our uh, i'm willing to entertain wish list items Oh, well, like, like mostly, uh, like any sort of mechanical or infrastructure stuff is what mostly what Hoyd is interested in. Like, like, are we talking pipes? Are we talking electrical? Are we talking power generation things? I'm able to scrounge up here because that would be useful, especially considering what sort of stuff they have buried underneath the earth here. <clears throat> okay. So Hoyd's concerned with power. Charles would be looking for like um more like a forward operating base sort of style, like structurally secure, be able to defend from, you know, would it support a number of people, that sort of stuff. Weather okay. damage. Alright. Um so uh, tell you what, for those kinds of things, I'm inclined to give you both your wish list items. Uh so as you two are picking through uh the first couple of buildings, uh there's bits of rubble, there's areas of of things that look, you know, uh, look somewhat interesting. Um, the third spot you guys come to is a smaller building. It has uh, three stories to it. So you've got a, a crow's nest essentially up top. Um, the interior of the building is relatively well, uh, relatively good shape. Um, it's cut from stone, it would seem. Um, one thing you do get from your searching is that um, the stone cutting was not made with uh, with 
chisels. It was not made with tools. Um, it had to have been made from something else. Your suspicion is laser cut uh, because the because uh, the angles are precise um, and the you know and it is it is geometrically it stands out as being perfect. Um, so and in addition, downstairs there happens to be a terminal of sorts. Uh, it seems to be made of perhaps some form of plastic or glass uh, because it has a smooth surface. Uh, but there is a light, gently blinking boop, boop, uh, on this uh, on this terminal. Does there happen to be a, a button of some sort or anything near this light? It seems to be perhaps a touch screen, uh, so you don't immediately see uh, see a button on the face. Uh, the light is a little bit closer to the side, and you go ahead and feel around for a button, yes? Yeah, uh, yeah. And there appears to be a rocker knob. Oh, yeah, most certainly I'm going to turn that knob. Okay, you go ahead and hit it, and uh, the console hums to life, or it would if uh, if you could hear those sorts of subtle sounds through your, uh, through your suits. Where exactly is everybody standing at the moment that this device is powered? Not important, just curious. I would be looking for bodies, personally. Okay. Charles so. will be going up to the third floor to try and get a better view of the area. Okay, Charles is on the third floor. What about our uh, good friend, Lieutenant Flynn? Um, I'd actually want to be investigating the architecture okay. and see like if they're normal like humanoids that possibly live here, or if it, like depending on tools or mm. items that are around, if maybe they have multiple or more than five fingers, five digits, mm-hmm. some, just something like that. If mm. it's, um, let's see, that sounds like, uh, well, it sounds like maybe an anthropology, perhaps, a or an archeology span barring those. I think, uh, I think we'd go for just a, just an IQ roll on, on that one. It's gotta be an IQ then. Ooh. Okay. That's not bad. Um, seven to my 12. So C by five. Okay, nice. Um, you get the impression based on the doorway sizes. Everything seems scaled relatively similar to your human physiology. Um, a lot of things are kind of different, but nothing that stands out different enough to make you think different physiology. At least okay. not in this uh, in this instance. It, you would you would bet humanoid. Um, so, with um, you investigating the general layout, with uh, Ch- with Lieutenant Charles up top, and with uh, with Major Allen downstairs, um, Captain Hoyd clicks the console to life. Uh, more lights come on on the console. Um, there is a language with which you are not familiar. Um, there is a spinning icon of an eagle. Um, this is similar to the symbol that was seen earlier uh, at the plinth. And uh, yeah, it spins around a couple of times. Uh, it seems perhaps to be waiting for something or maybe it's booting up. Uh, you're not 100% sure. Uh, I'm gonna go and just touch the spinning eagle. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's All like right. finishing the elevator button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like like moving things usually indicate some sort of input or mm-hmm. a thing that it's doing. So uh, all right, I'm gonna uh, start. If, if if it looks like it might be a touch screen, I'm just gonna start touching things on the screen. 
Okay. Um, in the meantime, uh, Lieutenant Charles, you've arrived up at the top. Um, unfortunately, altitude uh, has not made uh, too frightfully much of a difference in the density or the, uh, yeah, the density of this fog gas. Uh, you're still pretty limited, um, but you've got a slightly better vantage point, at least of the uh, of the immediate vicinity, and it is comforting to be higher, of course. Yeah. Um, so you tap and tap at the screen it does not seem to yield to your um uh, to your touch unfortunately <sighs> i'm not gonna take these damn gloves off to to do it um oh, mm. that is an interesting idea it, it could be capacitive you see yeah. this is why we should have never moved away from resistive touch screens we most <laughs> certainly should have moved away from resistive touch screens. <laughs> uh, they were kind of hot garbage Anyway, um, uh, I'll, I'll 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 go up wherever everybody else is, so I can tell them the good news. Uh, well, two of them are down there in the main level with you. Um, it's just uh, Lieutenant Charles who's headed upstairs. Uh, so there's a bird on the screen over here. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Um, I'll look at it. Um, when my I have computer operations, could I roll against that to try to figure out? Absolutely. Anything? Um, okay. You are dealing with technology in a different language and right. from a different technology level than your own. Um, you'll be at a minus five on your computer operations. Uh, okay. But give us a give us a roll. I mean, I got nothing else. Yeah, sure. What's the worst that could happen? You set off an alarm and big guys <laughs> with guns come to take you away. I mean, up by three. Wow, y'all are five. rolling like champions tonight. I mean, you know, in this context, obviously, if we were wargaming, you all would have been just obliterated by now. Oh, <laughs> we, we are lost already by this point. Yeah, oh, if yeah. you want somebody who can roll ones on d6, on buckets full of d6, I'm your guy. Like, that's Excellent. That's my Sam Gerps is the game for you. You were built for this. Um, so, um, you go ahead and you take a look. You're, you're pretty sure that this that you're dealing with a capacitive touchscreen. Um, you might be able to do I have a hot dog in out. my bag <laughs> so unfortunately that was not a part of the requisitioned items damn it uh, uh, I, I think um, I'll, 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 I'll move into my pack and I'll pull out one of my MREs um, if there's any of the bags um, the, the kind of can't remember the the name for those vacuum seal bags but with the foil on the inside mm -hmm. um one of those those tend to work pretty well for using touch screens um if it's capacitive so excellent uh, uh you, yes you can make you many stylus out of a chip bag yep uh you do happen to have the equivalent of a military spec chip bag available to you <laughs> um and uh through uh, very, I mean, obviously the food is possibly spoiled now, uh, but uh, but you know it was all for the chip bag anyway. Uh, uh, so what, what kind of food was it? It wasn't antibiotic casserole, was it? Because I'd be very upset. It was menu item number seven, so okay. that ought to be uh, chicken tiki masala. Oh, that that one's pretty good That's too. Really good I, I'm ones. a little bit upset with that one. Yeah. Well, Hoyd only packs science. the best. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was it was really a Sophie's choice here. 
So, um, but you now have a, uh, a stylus, uh, Captain, or sorry, Major, my bad. And uh, Major, you uh, can use this. Uh, you managed to make some progress, question mark? The eagle is touched. It minimizes down to the bottom left-hand corner, continues spinning. Um, and there is a user interface uh, in front of you. Um, you are, of course, making some assumptions, um, but you've got some idea of what's going on. Now, for your fantastic role on your computer operations, something that you do know about uh, Goa'uld's uh, technology, specifically computer systems and the like, is that information is often encoded onto crystals. And if you happen to be in a situation where you feel like you can't progress any farther, you can always take, uh, you can always try and extract the crystal from the system, which should carry with it any uh, any memory that's currently stored. You know, if it has a crystal, but you're willing to bet it does. Is this a language that I would have at least be able to recognize as being seen before, or is it just something completely new to me? It bears resemblance to any number of Goa'uld dialects. Um, you can't be more specific than that. I mean, there was that weird dude with glasses who had an office on floor four who was always sneezing. Anyway, he had uh, he always had stuff like this on his walls and such on papers. You know, rest his soul. He he died last year, but uh, but you know, it's... well, we haven't gotten a good person to do that yet. Okay, sure. Um... There's an alien who's now set up in his office. I mean, he's fine, but you know. He is an off-worlder, so I'll leave the assumptions up to you. Well, I can't make heads or tails of this. Um, and I, uh, thinking through, like, um, does anybody know if Lieutenant uh, Charles knows any of this kind of language? I know he speaks British. The lesser form of English. You could say the uh, original. Um, uh, Charles, of course, because you guys are all in suits, um, you're communicating on comms. So oh. obviously you hear this upstairs. Lieutenant Charles does know we have radios. Good for Lieutenant Charles. But no, I don't speak any of these languages. Okay, well, let's just take the crystal, I guess, and we'll see if... Um, oh, that... Mm, whatever his name is, that alien that is doing the deciphering now. We get to take it apart? Yes. Yes, I'm ma'am. I'm gonna blow it up. Uh, before he can blow it up, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm start gonna well, we need to the rapidly intact. dismantle it. Okay, uh, kid in the candy store. Um, so, <laughs> okay. uh, alright, so Captain Captain Hoyd, um, go ahead, give us an electronics repair. Um, you're gonna be, you know, you don't need to work through a language barrier, barrier just work with the tech difference. Um, we'll say a minus two on your electronics operation or electronics repair to try and break this thing down without damaging critical components. Uh, success by three. Nice. Uh, so obviously as you crack open the back, um, it's the, the, the console of course. And then there's a pedestal that goes into the ground. Um, you're able to pop open the back of the pedestal. Um, there happens to be a green glowing thing that you're pretty sure is a power source. 
um, and you uh, also see several uh, several crystals. Um, they're about six inches in height, uh, about an inch across, and uh, most of them happen to be uh, oh oh gosh, it's been so long. Uh, ornith ornithagal, I believe. Orthogonal. Orthogonal. Thank you. I did not pay close enough attention in inorganic. Um, uh, yeah, we're just going to start. We're going to start just taking, if there's crystals, yes. Um, power source. I just mm-hmm. slipped that like right in my bag. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you can add uh, to your inventory uh, that you have four, uh, you have uh, four crystals uh, from computer terminal question mark. Uh, and a power source exclamation point. The exclamation point's very important. Um, while he's doing all of that, I would like to be looking around and seeing if I can spot any signs of habitation, if, you know, people are just dead laying around, or if I have any idea mm-hmm. of where, what could have okay. potentially happened, other than obviously the gas, but like, sure, did they just... Uh, oh- over the next, uh, you know, five, ten minutes as Captain Hoyt is breaking this down, um, you uh, make a more detailed survey. Are you limiting yourself to just the building you're in, or are you... Okay, so you're going to go around. Yeah. Um, so, uh, making a sweep around, anybody going with her? Uh, obviously, Hoyt is going to be tied down to working on the computer terminal for a bit. Um, we've got Overwatch in the form of, uh, in the form of Lieutenant Charles. Um, so you're going, walking around the building? That, like, outside, I mean? Or around, inside? No, I would like to go and see if I can find some indication of what kind of creature lived here and um, if, you know, if they just fell dead immediately or if there's something else that happened to make them not be here anymore. Would you like to come with me? Sounds good. Watch your back. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, the two of you head around looking. Um, any specific skill you'd like to bring to bear or are we just going perception on this one? Uh, I have forensics. I'm not sure if that oh, necessarily. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Perfect. That would be that is exactly the skill you want to be rolling against for this sort of a thing. Okay, up by five. Okay, um, fantastic success. Uh, as you guys are going through checking a few different areas, um, the building that you were in, you're still not a hundred percent sure um, what its intended purpose is or was. Uh, but with respect to some of the other buildings, there uh, you think that one was meant as some form of a some form of commercial building, and another one seems to be some kind of low density residential, perhaps. Um, tough to tell, and who knows what Goa Wold zoning laws are like. But uh, <laughs> but during the course of your picking through um, these, you find some evidences of human life. Um, notably, the big tip-off is you find a boot, uh, some, you know, behind uh, an open door at some, uh, in one of these these buildings. Uh, perhaps, if you had to ballpark it, you'd say shoe size ten and a half. Interesting. Uh, the information that you accumulate over the next couple of minutes looking around, you find no bodies. Um, so, if this is a situation that obviously humanoids aren't living here right now, um, but they had time to move rather than 
be set upon by some sort of quick cataclysm. It might have been a slow-moving cataclysm. And, like, does it look like the movement was... Like, when it comes to packing, like, did they just... Is it kind of ransacky looking where there's, you know, like when you're packing very quickly and you just leave shit everywhere? Or is it more like very careful, like everything looks to be pretty orderly, just not a whole lot left? Uh, It appears as though there was enough time to be thorough. Um, You do not see things like pictures or sentimental items that you would expect to be left behind. Um, Matter of fact, this discarded or forgotten boot uh, is one of the only personal effects um, that you see. Everything else that remains appears to be either too heavy or perhaps even bolted down. So you don't see chairs, you don't see tables, um, except as things that are part of the structures themselves. Well, whatever made them abandon this place wasn't anything sudden. They were able to take everything they could, except this boot. What's what's the boot look like? I mean, does it look like one of our boots, or...? Well, um, if you're asking what's it a boot, I would probably say that it appears to be some type of functional uh, form of footwear, uh, thick insole. Um, it's certainly not made of materials that you immediately recognize. Uh, it has a sort of metallic-y sheen to it, um, but it appears to be it appears to be more I, I, well it would be tough to say without subjecting it to testing but it doesn't immediately strike you as something that would resist puncturing or energy in a way that would denote armored um it seems to be you know general function i hope i answered the question i feel like i didn't <laughs> well I, I was just more asking about does it seem I just want to make sure that it seems like it belongs in this place and not on Earth. Uh, yes, it definitely does not seem to answer a earthy tone. Okay, excellent. What year is it, by the way? Uh, you guys are 2003, Earthside. 2003, okay. Well, let's go see well, what... Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say the same thing. What are we going to do? I think we keep exploring and see why. see if we can figure out why all these people left. I'm guessing the gas. Well, sure, but what what brought the gas in the first place? I don't know, but if it's slow-moving gas, then it has to have an origin point, yes? I would assume so. GM's All right. rolling. That's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Uh, <laughs> could I have a perception roll? Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll say that you two are outside by this point, and Charles is up on top, so we're going to leave Captain Hoyd out of this perception roll. Um, but it's fitting. He's concentrating. Yeah, uh, he'd prefer not to see anything anyway. Excellent. Up by three. Up by three. Up by three as well. Observation would also be useful as well. Ten. Crit success. Damn. Okay. Nice. Gosh, you guys are rolling like fiends here. Uh, so, um, for your moderate successes, uh, the, our two boots on the ground, um, you guys, uh, you hear a a low warbly whine, a uh, bit like, 
Um, uh, and you can hear the Doppler affecting on it. So you know that this warble is passing you guys by. Um, uh, Dan Charles, however, uh, up on the third floor does get a better view. Not only do you uh, hear this, uh, but you're able to clock it. There is a, there's a small craft it's something around the neighborhood in size of a uh, of a sedan chopped in half long ways um, and it comes That's down about eight dogs yeah I'd say eight <laughs> dogs or so eight big dogs really you know eight mastiffs is what we're talking about. Um, I will try and endeavor to give everything in dog units from here on out for consistency's sake. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. It is coming not quite your direction, uh, but it is coming from... It's coming from, let's see, we established that the way you traveled is north, so and that's 12 o'clock. Uh, so it's coming from uh, roughly southeast and seems to be heading in a northwesterly direction from where you guys currently. So it's it's passing you overhead. Perhaps we should get inside. Okay. Uh, why don't you two give us a stealth roll as you two are trying to uh, trying to duck inside and take cover? Uh, Charles, you with your observation, you know, part of that is keeping hid while you keep an eye out. That's what observation's for. So no need to make a an additional stealth roll. You're golden. Success by four. I got five on the die, but I do not have stealth. Oh, okay. So you're defaulting, but I know off the top of my head that that's enough to do it. Uh, so uh, you guys both duck um, duck into the buildings. Um, you feel fairly confident in having done so expertly and deftly. Um, Dan Charles, you confirm that the, that the craft continues overhead, passes you by, and heads to the northwest of your current location. The craft is flying. It does not have wings. It is sleek in its, uh, in its design. Um, it seems to be moving at a speed that is slower than what fixed winged flight would, uh, uh, would need. So it's obviously using some form of propulsion and, uh, and lift generation that is, um, you know, that is not quite thrust-based. Um, and it moves with a warbling sound uh, that leads you to believe that whatever its, you know, whatever its method of transportation is, is certainly not a, you know, it's certainly not a, a jet engine. It's definitely not an, uh, not a fiery explosion. Uh, it's not jet propulsion. That's too bad. Love fire and explosions. Well, I mean, perhaps it's an inner fire, like a, like a. <sighs> internal combustion engine that'll do just imagine if it's fusion i mean mm. uh, uh. define better <laughs> because i don't think we have the same come now radiation it's the gift that keeps on giving uh, <laughs> the gift that lasts a lifetime radiation poisoning oh god <laughs> if you want to make an impact on the world i mean it's really the best way to go Nice. Okay. Well, I think our next step is to figure out if we can find where this gas is coming from. I have a theory that perhaps the people of this planet are trying to free themselves from the Goa as much as we have on Earth. And perhaps they set this up as a way to keep them away from the gate as well. 
I mean, it's possible. It doesn't bear the. It doesn't bear as much gold and gaudy, you know, uh, um, architecture as you're used to a Goa old craft. Um, so tough to say. It's a wa- wobbler. You could go either way on this one. Uh, do we want to go go the way that it went? You know, it's obviously going somewhere, right? So if we go that way too, we'll we'll find what it was going to. Sounds like a plan. Let's continue on to the northwest, right? Yeah. All right. For those of you who uh, don't have any points in stealth, um, the default is either dex minus five or IQ minus five. Your choice. It's a success by three for stealth. (laughs) I crit failed. (gasps) Three sixes, triple box cars. No. Okay. Yep. Love it. Uh, fail by eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, yeah. So um, Sam, Kim, take those dice and set them aside. Those are now your wargaming dice because uh, clearly, because clearly, they're meant for different applications. It's, it's good. I bought these for wargaming, so that's oh, fine. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh. Uh. They've been treating me super well until just now, so, you know. All right, the four of you are making your way to the Northwest. Um, Obviously, some of you more stealthily than others. It seems like the middle two in the uh, the sandwich here are... (laughs) Uh, are loud and uh, and and such. Uh, obviously, it's muted somewhat by the fact that you know you're hearing your own footfalls through the um, you know uh, through the suit. Uh, but <clears throat> it's rough. I'm just like kicking things and like mm-hmm. yelling and. <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying to be quiet and kind of Captain Hoyt keeps you know making comments about the chafing of the suit, you know, because like it's just uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after a period of time, um, you come across what is best described as a large hole in the ground. That is a technical term. Um, <laughs> and it seems to be uh, the in this, you know, a direct beeline where that craft was headed. Um, it seems to go downward at about a 10 degree angle um, in that direction. Uh, it seems to be bored out at a at about a five meter diameter, um, so reasonably sized. Um, that's at least 10 dogs. <laughs> uh, and it seems to be rather smoothly bored. Huh, that's a big hole. That's a tin dog hole if I've ever seen one. <laughs> um, perhaps it's a mining facility of some form. I, hmm. You think they got drills down there? Yeah, do we see any kind of equipment around the hole or in the hole? Hmm. Nope, there doesn't appear to be any equipment, at least not immediately visible there at the mouth of the hole. Being somebody who noticed that the that one building we were at seemed to be laser cut geometry, does it look like this this bore was done with like laser equipment? Like a laser <laughs> drill? That it's certainly so smooth? smooth enough to have been done with a laser drill. Huh. Uh, looks like they may have blasted this thing out with a big old laser. Hmm. Good observation. Well, that would explain the lack of equipment. You just need one giant laser thing to go through this, then. Yeah. 
Um, the hole continues. Uh, the greenish fog obscures your vision beyond about 20 meters or so. Um, it seems to continue, but nothing is readily apparent within your radius. Uh, can I get something something light, like maybe like a, a plastic bag or something and put it on a, a stick, see if there seems to be a draft coming out of this hole? Oh, you can um, have my chip bag. There you go. Yeah, chip bag. <laughs> Excellent. Chip bag uh, on a string. Chip bag on a string. The oldest trick in the book. Uh, the the kind of intent for Captain Hoyd uh-huh. is we're looking for the source, uh, r- roughly looking for the source of this gas, and they're trying to determine if it looks like there's movement of gas out of this big hole. Forgive me for being uh, for being thick, but is that what you're looking for? Uh. <laughs> No, no, that's that's not what we're looking for, but it was a question that was posed, and Sam's very interested in knowing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I was thinking specifically, we were trying to suss out, like, if the immediate area was, basically, if this was on purpose, or if this was a evacuation, or, you know, like, because they theoretically maybe set this up so the Stargate was basically unusable, was my theory you you did I don't know say that theory. explicitly so mm-hmm. like i you know i'm just kind of going along those lines it would be interesting to know if there's there's air movement coming out of this kind of big chamber okay mm-hmm. um so you take your chip bag you place it upon a string of sorts and your deft um gizmo gadgeting uh has provided you with what you think is a passable air current finderer um, an air current detectinator, if you will, <laughs> and you put it in front of the uh, in front of the large ten dog hole. It does not seem to be disturbed by um, air currents of an appreciable ma- fashion from the uh, from there. Uh, you know, doesn't seem statistically significant. Huh. Uh, yeah, and, and Captain Hoyd isn't really necessarily explaining what they're doing. They're just kind of <laughs> like fashioning things together and then like holding it up on the string in front of it, almost like a like a like a dowser of sorts, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking to see if it moves. <laughs> to some of you, perhaps it seems like a dowsing rod. To others of you, it bears some resemblance to a homemade fishing pole, um, but uh, but no bites. Is there anything else around that we can see within, like, if oh, we walk certainly. around the perimeter? Yeah. There are a lot of uh, there are a lot of of structures. Some a little bit smaller one two story areas you guys are are still very clearly in an area that at one point in time was populated um whatever has been here was uh, apparently cleared away and for some area around it as well there are no structures currently standing um and not that they are in ruins just that there are none it's generally flattened around where this hole is so we, it's not like a should... forest or anything. It's just mm, clear. Nope. As a matter of fact, you haven't seen any flora or fauna. Uh, we, sh- we should go check out this hole. Is there any light from inside the hole? Or is it dark in there? <sighs> Nothing that breaks your 20 foot, uh, or sorry, your 20 meter um, uh, bubble, as it were. Um, we forgot to ask if the light is, fl- or if the gas is flammable. We'll find out. 
Uh, yeah, but you guys also happen to have on your on the rails on your P90s, so you guys have uh, flashlight attachments. Oh, that's true. So you've got you've got combustionless torches available to you. Um, well then, by all means, if you want to go go forward, well, I'll I will. Let's go. Yeah, Who it's really interesting. Oh, and it's it's fine. It'll be fine down there. What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. And I'm gonna walk I mean, in. Like, or death. <laughs> Maybe torture. All right. Um, with your guns and your combustionless torches on, um, pointing the way leading down, um, your motley crew uh, starts making its way into this large ten-dog hole uh, that's bored <laughs> into the ground. What awaits our intrepid adventurers deep within the bowels of this strange planet? You'll have to tune in next time.